coming at you from the EBITDA Growth System Studios, looking out at the beautiful Rocky Mountains. My name is Dave Gapkiewicz, and I'm with Mike Watkins, and we want to welcome you to the Making Business Profitable podcast. Good day, Dave. Good day, Dr. Watkins. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. When you call me Dr. Watkins, I'm afraid. <laughs> you but, should be. Yeah. <laughs> You never, you never know what's coming next. You never know what's coming next. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. So what's good? I'll tell you what. Uh, we have our annual event, right? So the annual business planning event where you come in Thursday, we go through the five plans, it's interactive, and you walk out Friday with your with your business plan. It's final, right? Yeah, yeah. And we found that. We found the, the big office upstairs, the big conference room to have everybody. I just can't believe we sold that out. Man, thing is, yeah, it's yeah, we sold it out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we were saying, hey, if we can get fifteen, twenty companies, it's going to be great. And uh, yeah, we're, what forty companies? 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 45? Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, we sold it out, man. We can't can't put any more people in the room. Well, next year we're going to go for a bigger room. I, you know what, I like the. I, I like to have this on the podcast, but I I really like the personable thing. The intimacy, I think uh, yeah, yeah. I think we might have more than one. Yeah. If we if we get uh, point well taken, sixty or eighty, we'll just do two groups of thirty or yeah. two groups of forty. I, I think I think the intimate setting, as people are brainstorming and coming up with, you know, looking at their mission, vision, values, making sure that's tight, and and their brand promise, and they're talking about their financials. I think it's that more intimate crowd, you get a lot more out of it. So I, I you know, we want to maintain a really high quality. So maybe we'll just have two or if three of them if we need yeah, to. Yeah, no, you're right. But uh, I don't ever see us going away from doing it. Well, what are we going to talk about today? You know, so we talk about business planning, right, at the end of the year. And we're talking about uh, we need to do something more than once a year. So it's like, you know, if you're doing something in November, you need to do something, you know, May May-ish, May-June area. But uh, how do we help business owners and at the same time help their employees? So it come up with this thing called what's in it for me, right? That's what you were talking about. Yeah, what's in it for me. So if I have a millennial workforce and uh, and they're working for me and, and I need them to pull the wagon and make the place profitable... I need to be able to tell them what's in it for them. So how do we coach and help those middle-level managers go from 50, 60 grand a year to 90, 110,000 a year? How do, we, how do we give them the tools to where their boss can't help but pay them more money and give them more traction, whether it's, you know, there's all kinds of different things you can do, but how do we make those guys more valuable to themselves and help them and their family too, right? Well, I mean, I think, uh, I think the timing is great because uh, everything you read, uh, speaks of this manufacturing renaissance. That's right. Things being reshored, and so the the opportunity uh, that 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 exists is 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 enormous. Mm-hmm. And um, and we're going to need that next generation of uh, machine shop executives, That's whether right. it's an owner or a manager, to take advantage of that renaissance. That's right. And uh, we got to retain them. So for us to retain them, they got to see a future. They they got to see that they can go get it. Sure, sure. Right? And sure. you'll talk more about that because you have your saying, right? There's always power laying around on the floor, so you'll talk more about that. But So so walk me through this. I mean, we had a great discussion about this. What do yeah, you, yeah. Where I do you want to start? Well, you know, I, I do like starting with the challenge. Are you going to go and get it? 
right? Because, you know, uh, one of the things I, I like talking about is in every organization I've ever been a part of or every organization that has engaged us, in about five to seven minutes, you recognize all the power that's lying around on the floor. It's things that need to be done. Um, the owner or the manager yeah. doesn't have time to do them. And uh, if one of the individual contributors uh -huh. were to step up, they could just make a name for themselves and make a way for themselves within that organization. So the word picture that's like a beautiful mosaic. You have all these pieces, but you have to have the filler between all the pieces that need done. So I have all these job descriptions and I know this and I'm just going to do my little piece, my little job, and that's it. And I'm going to go home. But if you can help fill all those gaps that make all those job descriptions touch each other, totally. then you make this beautiful mosaic. You know what? You wind up with a hell of a future, don't you? Yeah. You're very valuable, right? You will have picked up the, uh, the, and what's really weird is when I see the power getting picked up, like I did early in my career, uh -huh. uh, your coworkers look at you like, hey, man, what are you doing? Make you, me look bad. Yeah, you're making me look bad. Are <laughs> it's you trying true. to it's make true. a run for the top? And it's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. It's like, uh, you know, I'm good with 50 grand or I kind of want to get to 300 one no, day. That, how do I, that dude's how got do I, a big boat. He's got, yeah. yeah. How do I get headed. to $300,000? Well, it's not just living inside your job description, is it? Uh, never. No. It never is. Now you got to pick up what's on the floor. You talked about, uh, you know, I, I talk about power lying around on the floor. You, you had a different metaphor with regards to, you know, carrying the weight. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the business owner. Every entrepreneur starts a business and they just do whatever it takes to bring enough money to pay the bills. And the way I see that is an entrepreneur hooking up to a wagon and putting 100,000 pounds in that wagon. Yeah. And they're hauling all this weight. They're carrying the, all the burden, making sure everything's filled in, in between the cracks of mosaic, right? And uh, if somebody comes alongside the owner and says, hey, let me take twenty or 30,000 pounds out of your 100,000-pound wagon and let me pull beside you, that owner never forgets that. Of course not. Because that's, that means they get to go home 30 minutes earlier and see their family. Yes. That means they get to go do something they enjoy. And you know what winds up happening is both those people wind up pulling the wagons faster and the company gets better. So... I, I I always liken it to carrying weight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, you've, you've heard the saying that fortune favors the bold. That's right. So if you're going to wait around for opportunity to come and hit you upside the head, it's going to be a long wait. I mean, you gotta you got to just step out. Yes, you may alienate some of your coworkers in the short term. In the long term, they'll be like, you know, he's one of us. He knows what. Yep. what we need to do and he, he they'll see you getting somewhere and they'll, they'll follow your absolutely trail. absolutely yep. so what, what's that thing about luck luck is the intersection of hard work and opportunity that's exactly what i think <laughs> luck is so so if you if you it it's not luck isn't somebody sitting back not working hard it's a hard it's the intersection of hard work and opportunity yeah i mean the, the american dream is the intersection of hard work and opportunity so you started this by saying go get it and that, there's no better way to say yeah. it yeah. So what does that look like? What could that look like for the uh for the individual contributor um who uh or or the frontline manager will will say, you know, a, a lead, cell lead or something who wants upward mobility? What what could upward mobility look like for them? We wrote this article last week and submitted it to the NTMA record and it was talking about engaged employees um contribute to upwards of an additional 24% in net margin, net profit. 
So if you can engage your workforce, your profit goes way up to up to 24%. So if you engage and you're one of those people, you have to be a catalyst. So the catalyst in the workforce that says, I'm going to take something out of your wagon and I'm going to pick up the power and four and I'm going to start going. I wasn't asked to do it, but doggone it, I want the company to be successful and I want to be recognized. And you have to go get that. So as you do that, people see it and either they start resenting you, number one, or number two, they're like, hey, we're getting somewhere. I like to win. Let me jump on board, yeah. So just let's just use easy numbers, 10%. So I'm a $10 million company and I, me and my coworkers increase profitability by 10%. That's an extra cool million dollars at the bottom line for that business. Yeah. And yeah. If, if I helped lead the charge to add in a million dollars net profit to my organization. What business owner would not let you participate in that? They don't want you to leave. Uh, that's, that's for, for sure. sure. Yeah. They don't want you to go out the door and go to somebody else and give them a million dollars, right? Yeah. 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 That, I mean, that, that's, that's where the rubber meets the road. That is. You know, when we talk about EGS being profitability experts. Everything kind of comes back to that for us. And, but that's what an engaged workforce yep. is designed to do, increase profits in the business. And then you as the business owner has to share, have to share the, those increase in profits. Yeah, what's that look like? How, how would a business owner share with that employee? Well, you know, it's interesting. You and I are, you know, and, and this is the nature of the beast, right? I mean, I'm quick to give some equity to someone because, you know, if, if I give you 10% of my company and I – I only own 90%, but you help me get a million dollars more a year. I'm good with that. I'll give you a hundred grand and I take 900 grand. So I'm willing to give equity, but it could, it doesn't have to be e equity. Equity. The reason I'm not always on board with equity and you have to make your own decision, right? Yeah. Is because equity doesn't necessarily always mean you're going to get something. It means you have stock. So it's almost like your monopoly money. I have this. But I'm not sure if I can really cash it in because I'm a minority shareholder. There's very little I can do with it unless that results in proper profit sharing and not feeding. Because if you're in growth mode, you just take all your profit and put it back in a company. If you own equity, you aren't going to get anything because all your money's going back to the company. That's a good point. So I typically default to just profit sharing. Hey, because I think a lot, and, and, I may, and I'll may tell you what, if you think I'm misspeaking, email me and tell me, David com. But... Or, or you can email me, Mike, at evenagrest.com. Yeah, yeah. But I think if I'm profit sharing and if I create an extra million dollars bottom line and my owner writes me a $100,000 check that year, I think I'd rather take that to the bank than I would a couple points of equity. So because I, I want something tangible, something I can go take, I can invest, I can do whatever with That's my money. I can do whatever with it. You're going to pay taxes on it, by the way, but, you know, it's, it's my money. So I like that. Yeah, if, if you're if you're an LLC, um, you know, and you get ten percent of the equity, then uh, you're going to get taxed on that. You so get ten percent of everything the company. You got so it. you're of a tax liability, and maybe not the check to go with it. Maybe not the check, but you know, to the extent that profitability increases, then uh, you you know you get that. But I, I I'm with you. Yep, the fear is. The equity fear is if the profitability increases, you're in growth mode and you sink everything back into like a new machine or a building or something like that. That could happen. Now, number one, you got the tax liability. Number two, you didn't get any cash out of the company. That's so, called phantoms. Yep. yep. Phantom profits. That's yeah. right. So, and then the other thing is, is you know what? You might go from 60 to 100 grand in your paycheck. 
Yeah, you just get a pay increase. A big pay increase. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. put you in charge. You're doing what you're doing. I love it, so I'm going to pay you more. So instead of bringing $1,000 home a week, you're going to bring $2,000 home a week. Yeah, yeah. And that's a big deal. Sure, sure. I think it can look like that. Or if the business owner doesn't want to memorialize that, they mm-hmm. just might give you a, a nice big bonus. Or a company vehicle. Sure, with sure. Fuel. That's sure. a big deal now. Yeah, that's a great big deal. I think the truth is, <laughs> if you pick up the damn power on the floor, there's no way you don't win. Yeah. Nothing but good can happen. That's right. You're and if go- you have an owner who says, hey, thanks, I'm going to go buy myself this, and, and will you do that for me again next year? Then you know you're at the wrong place. That's right. That's right. You'll you'll quickly see those colors will shine through. But there's nothing wrong with going to your owner and say, hey, you know what? I see a lot of this going on. I'm willing to do this, but I want to be able to have a good conversation about how that's going to come around to me. It's okay to have that conversation once you start picking something up. Yeah, I think you got to show that you're a boxer before yep. you go and, um, you know, you can't go and tell your mm-hmm. boss, hey, I'm a boxer, so yep. if you pay me some money, you have to no. come in and go, I just knocked a couple of people out. Yep. I think you have to get through a couple of rounds of boxing. Yeah. You may not have to go through all 12 rounds. Right. Get through a round or two and then have the conversation. Hey, people are noticing what I'm doing. I'm having some other opportunities, but I want to stay here. Yeah. And yeah. then and then first rule of negotiation, say nothing and let it let that develop, right? That's that's just so difficult. In fact, uh yeah, I mean, you should read a book before you go do cuz that could be the last negotiation. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> call me yeah yeah <laughs> not not after this negotiation goes back <laughs> call me before <laughs> oh goodness what'd you say your phone number was Mike? yeah, oh, just, yeah. Joking. just joking so you know if if i'm a i'm a young fella i'm a young lady i see power lying around on the floor and i want to get after it and relieve some pressure and some stress off the business owner and i'm pretty confident it's going to lead to outward mobility for me more cash more something than uh than what's next i i think for me Mm -hmm. you write a plan you put put things down on paper you see it and you i don't think you do anything until until you you analyze you see the powers lying around on the floor and you write things down if i'm gonna do this don't go do it haphazardly plan it put a solid plan together and start executing it and put in your plan. Hey, I'm going to talk to my boss when I get to this point, mm-hmm. you know, or I'm going to wait this long for him to recognize him, her, him or her to recognize it. And then you just start executing your plan, right? Yeah. And that's, uh, that's the thing, you know, for young people, they don't have enough time. It's not even young people. It's, we see it across the spectrum. We don't have time to plan. We, you know, we don't have time to plan. We're just gonna go. We're just gonna go for it. Yep, we got time to do it twice. But we yeah. don't have time to plan, or three or four times. Oh my, yeah, but not time to plan. So, you know, putting that plan down. Um, when we talk to people about financial plans, they're like, "We can't predict what's going to happen next year." Well, of course you can't predict what's going to happen next year, but you can have a plan for what will happen. That's right. And then when the actuals come, you make make course corrections to your plan. But if you don't have a plan, then uh, you know, it's just going to come at you. You know, uh, and there's five million analogies around this statement, so make sure that you think of the right one when I say this. There are two kinds of people in this world. There are pitchers and there's catchers. If you sit back and you do nothing and you just let the world come to you, it's going to hurt. You're going to have bad knees, and you're going to have just you're going to have a great career of being a baseball player as a catcher, but it's going to hurt. Those guys 
after a few years as a catcher, I mean, it's hard on you, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a, <laughs> there's a, there's another metaphor for pitching and catching too. And, uh, I don't know. Uh, do we, yeah. do we do we cut that? <laughs> yeah. I think we cut that. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. anyway. But you know, having there's, there's two kinds of people. Yeah. There are people that go get something, <laughs> and there's people that just sit back and wait for it to come to them. Yeah. And I think the people that go get something, they're kind of in control of their own destiny. They are. The people that just wait for everything to come to them, they're not in control of anything. No, so no. if you're like, oh, I don't know what's happening next year, well, go get what you want. You might not get all the way there, but you'll be able to get what you want. And I'll tell you, Dave, having a personal board of directors, right? Some a handful of people that you know and trust and just run your ideas by them. I mean, you're going to get invaluable feedback if you run it by three or four people and, uh, and then you could be confident in the plan that you're going to implement. Do you know how many business owners leave 20, 30, 50, 60, 70 million dollars on the table just because they are prideful and they don't want to invite somebody else in to give them good advice? Yeah, it's, it's craziness. It's, it was my biggest mistake in business in the first couple companies that I owned is I didn't take any outside counsel. And let me tell you, that's just a big problem. The, yeah. All the most successful people in the world, they have a board of advisors. Sure, sure. They're, they're getting feedback all day, every day. So why would a, a billionaire get feedback all day, every day, and you got a $3 million business and you refuse to have you know advice and counsel? It doesn't right. make sense. Yeah, you talk to somebody that's got to $10 million and say, how'd you do it? And let's talk and this and that and the other, even if you have to pay them, sure, do sure. what you got to do. I mean, that's why, that's why our coaching is as popular as it is. I mean, because we are people that have gotten there, yeah. right? So yeah. we know how to do it. And there's a lot of people that have done it and they know how to do it, but engage somebody. Yeah. Because it's lonely at the top. I mean, so, so really what's in it for you? I think as a middle manager, I mean, shoot, there's so much in it for you. Well, I guess the question is, what's in it for you if you do nothing? I, th- I think that's a better question. It's it's the same thing as yesterday and the day before if you do nothing. Absolutely. What's in it for you if you pick up the power on the floor and you finish that mosaic? You'll wind up with a very valuable piece of art. Right on, Dave. Right on, Mike. systems do what we do to impact lives through improving business performance. To get access to our content or engage us in any way, you can reach our contact page or any of our information on our website at www.ebitagrowthsystems.com.